we're back. <laughs> That's right. The crazy idiots are back. It's another episode of the Geek Boutique Podcast, and we're in the middle of Con Crunch. I want to call this officially the start of Con season. That's the way I see it. Yeah, we're in Con Crunch now. Uh, Toronto Comic Con is coming. CK Expo is coming very, very soon. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Tonight is going to be a fun night. We've got a guest here with us tonight, Mr. Richard Bakari. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. How are you guys? Doing good. Thank you for joining us today. Obviously, Thank you for having me. the other idiot over here, Mr. At Messiah Complex Cosplay, Mr. Jeff. How are you doing? Good, sir. Yeah, it's uh, I, 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 I understand I'm not number one, and unfortunately, I'm number two. No one wants to be number two, and, and yet here we are. So terrible, awful. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm okay, sure. Um, you don't think I, you're right. I'm not even number two. I remember. Like, I mean, that's a weird, weird analogy to make. I, mean, I know it's terrible. It's terrible. You know, it's ter. It is terrible. It is terrible. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm great. I'm good. I'm excited to talk to Richard. I'm excited to talk to some geek news and and share and spill some spill some beans. Spill yeah. some beans because that's what we like to do around here is spilling beans. We do enjoy. Uh, guys, before we get started, a little bit of house cleaning or, or, or housekeeping, I should say, we need to do. If you're not already following us here on YouTube, make sure you click that follow. Come on, guys. What are you doing? Subscribe. He means subscribe every time he says follow. Subscribe. I say follow. I mean subscribe. Yeah, You're right. right. And click the notification bell. When you click the notification bell, what it'll do is it'll send you a notification to your phone every time you go live. So, you know, give us a follow. Uh, it's very, very important. It helps us out tremendously. And like I said, it is 100% cost-free. Guys, sorry? Couldn't ask for anything more. Exactly. Hey, guys, there's a lot going on in Geek News right now, specifically on the DC Warner Brothers side of things. Uh, so I want to get to talking a little bit about that. But before we do, can we talk about Comic-Con for a minute? Yeah, of course. Because I think we have to start the show by spilling some beans. Uh, I think we've announced a while ago already that we will be doing a Star Trek day. Uh, on Friday at Comic-Con. Oh, and Jeff? Yes. Hey, very nice. Wow. I like it. So, I mean, there's still like. not nothing like the real thing, but... No, no, no. But a little good. bit better than, well, the cheap leather emblems. Absolutely. And like, it's, they're, you know, it's workable. So... Uh, by the way, Richard, we we're, we're doing a bit of a strange new world thing. We, there's a bunch of us that ordered strange new world uh, uniforms, so that'll be a lot of fun. Cool. But you, my friend, what are you going to be doing on Friday at Comic Con? Oh, you know, I, I have this little thing that uh, you know I thought I would just kind of you know whip on. It's nothing special. Uh, just a full body EVA uh, foam suit of uh, the Borg from Star Trek. <laughs> so it's Utah, yeah. kids, in case you weren't sure. Yeah, the collective will be strong that day. Yes, in case yes. you weren't sure what the title of the podcast was about. Well, here it is, folks. Richard's going to be joining us on Friday in his Borg outfit. Richard, I mean, I'm telling you right now, you're going to get mobbed, bud. So you can spend the whole day at the booth. You know, that way people can actually line up and you're not just getting mobbed all over the show. But yeah, this is amazing. Yes. How long have you been building this costume for? Because I know 
this thing is like the uh, this has had many iterations. I, I've, I've I've done Borg suits many times for many years. Uh, this particular one, I think I built about four, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think I've worn it maybe three or four times. Um, and uh, each year I kind of add a few more things to it. I find something somewhere and I think, you know, oh, that would be cool to add on. And, and so then the whole thing gets upgraded again. And you're doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're doing it again now. <laughs> That particular headpiece did not stay on very well. <laughs> a oh, lot of it was just sheer willpower for it not to fall off. So I have something a little bit better designed uh, for 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 this year that can just sit on my head and, and stay in place very nicely and uh, has a few more wires and, and doodads on it and should be fun. Yeah, this, this is crazy to me. Um, I love this suit. It 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 it's uh. It's you don't see very many people do a Borg, mm-hmm. um, you know, or they might uh, have, have a, a few little pieces here and there as the, like the early transition. But I wanted to do a, a full, a full blown Borg. Borg coming right out of the charging port, you know, uh, staring down the, the 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 crew as they come on board, and uh, so it and all started. Sorry, go ahead. A little claw, yeah, on the, on the fake arm. I found that at a toy store, and that was the inspiration for the whole suit. I remember, I remember you telling me that story. And I remember talking to you early on, like probably where when I first met you. I don't know if you were yeah. in this when I first met you, but I remember asking you about it specifically. And you told me a lot of it's dollar store stuff. Like yeah. a lot of it is very <laughs> low cost stuff. Yeah. And we literally last week, we did an episode on cosplay and a budget. So why don't you go over with us a little bit, if you don't mind in some detail, sure. what, what you, because I didn't get a chance to pick your brain about it, but yeah. when you're talking about some of the pieces that went into putting this together, could you, could you throw some details our way? Sure. Uh, the, the the basis of it is basically just a bunch of foam EVA mats, just flat mats. They usually have that little diamond pattern on the back. Yep. Um, you can buy some really good quality high density stuff, but at the time I was, you know, trying to throw it together cheaply. So I got a bunch of those from the dollar store. I think they're like $3 a sheet and um, did a lot of, you know, studying on how to work with EVA foam and, and, and how to shape it and foam it and, and seal it and finish it. Uh, and that gave me the basis for building the the armor itself. Wrap your your body with saran wrap and duct tape, and draw the pattern on, and then mm-hmm. transfer it to the foam, shape it, foam it, and uh, then from there, uh, a, a Borg is just a matter of you know a lot of uh, automotive wire from uh, Canadian Tire and the dollar store, any bits of wire you can find here or there, uh, old computer parts. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of the LEDs were just like little um, uh, Halloween lights uh, that you get at Halloween time or um, uh, lights that you can put on your bike, you know, um, yep. uh, things you can put around your shoe for walking at night so that your, uh, your your shoes are lit up. Anything that had any kind of a little LED light and a little battery pack already in it that I could kit bash and, uh, and throw in there. And then I was fortunate that my uh, wife worked at um, a plant where... Uh, a lot of really interesting little um, aluminum flashings came out from the the the, the pieces that she was making, yep. and they just suited being put onto this uh, suit or embedded into the suit uh, to give it that kind of mechanical cybernetic kind of look. That's wild, and I know you you go by Locutus when you're li- like like this. So is that 
that Picard iteration from Next Gen? Is that like the inspiration for it? Do you look at specific Borg and be like, I want to model it on that? Or do you just take like what you're saying more like you just find bits and pieces that you think would look cool on it and you've got them on the suit and, and that's the end result? A little more of, of the latter half, actually. My Locutus was, um, I mean, I, how do you not love Jean-Luc Picard? Right, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of took his inspiration of, uh, you know, there he is as a Borg. But then I found that when I got into building this Borg, that his version was a bit simplified in terms of the impact it would have as a cosplay. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I started to notice that the drones, the battle drones, the stunt drones, they were all very intricately um, designed and, and created. They had the uh, the extra limbs on it, whereas Jean-Luc still had both of his hands. And, and so I kind of decided to change it up uh, later on and, and, and go full Borg drone, uh, where it was the mechanical hand. Uh, the um the assimilation tubes and uh, the full replacement of, a, of the eye with an eyepiece uh, to really give it that strong heavy board appearance yeah absolutely i mean it's it's such, such fascinating work and so how long i know you said there's been a lot of iterations over it but i mean as far as the base suit goes like how old is the suit at this point now uh this one i've uh i've worn like i said i think i've worn this one maybe three times uh so this one's only a couple of years old now Okay. And how do you find it's holding up as far as the wear and tear? Because there's so many little pieces on it. And you even mentioned like making improvements so shit stops falling off. Yeah. yeah. How have you found is it? And is it more like people want to get a picture and they put an arm and then a piece is off or like, yeah. or is it just general wear and tear from having, like, how does it hold up with that many pieces on it? It's not as bad as you would think. Uh, you know, I take a lot of care to find a lot of points where I can mechanically attach stuff. Yep. Uh, bolted right through the EVA foam uh, so that it cannot be, be torn off unless you're mm -hmm. actually carrying the suit itself. Yep. Um, and a lot of things like anywhere I have a ma uh, magnetic connection, extremely strong magnets, like stuff that, you know, you really need to pull hard to, to separate it. Yep. Regular magnets won't just won't cut it. They'll, yeah, they'll fall off too quickly. Sense. Yep. Um, many different types of glue. Um, there's many different uh, methods of attachment that you can think of to keep the thing kind of sucked onto your body as, as much as it can be so that you don't have too many extraneous parts that can be, you know, knocked off. I know that this guy, this suit has a lot of wires hanging off of it and everything, but I did try to kind of keep them compacted against the, the, the armor as much as I could so that when you're <laughs> trying to maneuver around through a crowded con that you yeah, can yeah. maintain most of your pieces, <laughs> but yes, I do have to add stuff to it occasionally to, to, to keep it uh, going. But mostly I add stuff because I, I, I see it's like what, what happens when you get a tattoo and then you see an empty space of skin and you're like, oh, maybe I could put another <laughs> tattoo in there. Oh, I mean, you can't have too much shit on for a Borg. Now, exactly, as far yeah. as the, and I'm sorry, Jay, I don't mean to like Bogart all the no, time. No, no, go right ahead. But as far as the 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 makeup goes, uh, what what are you using for? Is that like just a Maron bait? Like, what are you using for that white out yeah. look and then the black around the eye? Simple, uh, just a simple Maron uh, uh, clown white uh, makeup uh, yep. will do. Um, if you want something a bit more rigid for a con, like when I come on Friday uh, with you guys, I'll make uh, Pax uh, makeup where you mix 50% uh, uh, Prosade and 50% acrylic uh, paint. So it's just hmm. sticking right on you at that point. Oh, that's yeah. not, that's yeah. not moving anywhere. How do you yeah, get that yeah. off? Uh, that won't sweat off. 
no, no, absolutely. And then it's just a little bit of uh, uh, black um, <clears throat> eyeliner and, and uh, black acrylic paint uh, around the eyes, a little bit of airbrush work uh, to do a little bit of faint green veins as though they're showing, showing through the skin a little bit. Yep. Pretty simple, basically, for the makeup. Are you doing that all yourself or did did someone yeah. help you? Yeah, yeah, you do, that's all you. Yeah. And you're, you're even airbrushing yourself? For the most part, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, it's a little difficult. Uh, I, I've kind of designed my new helmet that anytime I have to do the airbrushing, I can do it somewhere where I can actually see. You know, it's just a little bit on the top of my head and mm -hmm. mostly on my face in the front. You know, my ears and the back of my head are mostly covered. And so it's a little bit easier that way. But uh, And I've designed it so that I can do that makeup before I put the armor on so I can I can reach around and look and do stuff and then I can slip all the armor on with all the makeup in place. And can you put the armor on by yourself or do you need help getting into it? Uh, this 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 suit I can put on by myself. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah. That's that's one, one little connection sometimes I do have to ask somebody in a, in a parking lot, you know, hey bud, can you help me? Yeah, yeah, just snap this parachute clip for me or yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 I've been there before. Lord knows yeah. but but, you know, people are people are, are, are you know generous and helpful and uh, oh, we get you know. it, right? We've all been there. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I need help with shit all the time. It's it's yeah. it's you, you lose the embarrassment factor pretty quickly when you get into <laughs> oh, the yeah. life, right? You learn to ask for help. Yeah, hey, can you not... uh, strap me up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and exactly. they're usually so uh, you know awestruck by you know a, a pretty spectacular costume that uh, yeah. you know that yeah the embarrassment factor is just you know. They're just like, you know, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. You still but, must sweat like a hog in this, though. I mean, there's no, there's no yeah. way this is. Yeah. Uh, well, that was going to be crazy. my question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is when I we first met Richard for the first time, me and Rob. Yes. And uh, this was in the middle of the summertime. This was in August at Comic yep. at uh, Fan Expo. Yeah, that would have been, been the first time of Sweating bullets in that. All of you. Yeah. Oh, we were sweating bullets as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. but he's wearing way more foam than we were. Yeah, people ask me, uh, like, you know, hey, so how do you go to the washroom in that? <laughs> and I tell them, you uh, don't, you don't. Need to. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you sweat so much. There's, there's not a drop of, uh, of, of water left in your body. That's what you just tell them. There's a whole Borg water reclamation system yeah. built in. It's, it's like a still suit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to get to some of the comments here. People have been commenting like mad here. Uh, for one, our uh, budget cosplay queen is saying, yes, budget friendly. I mean, yeah. dollar store is budget friendly up to a certain yeah. degree, I suppose. This suit, uh, even with all the updating and stuff that I've done it by adding war blood and, and, and other things, mm -hmm. I'm still probably not even at the $300 mark yet. Hilarious. Oh, well, that's all right. Hilarious! Yeah. No, hilarious! Look at it. It is less That's than right. three hundred bucks. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely. That, that makes me want to cry when I think Little about how bit. much it cost us to do these predators. Little <laughs> bit. Well, yeah. Oh, I, I just, I just spent that on my new cowl for Batman. Like yeah. that's like, come on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Good, good yeah. for you. Well, that's kind uh, of part of why I wanted to. You know, I, I'm planning on opening my own uh, YouTube channel as well. And I kind of want to make my focus on how to do budget builds that don't look like budget builds. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Five-star quality, two-star price. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lindy Cosmo Supplies is with us. Hi, Lindy. Uh, I'm with you on repurposing found items. I often walk around hardware and craft stores to get and get inspired. Yes. Um, 
it's funny she says that because that happens to me all the time. I'll be walking through a store and something will catch my eye and I'd be like, oh, yeah. that would be cool for <laughs> whatever, right? Uh, yeah. It's funny how sometimes you'll just see something and it's completely out of the blue and yeah. you're like, oh, I'm going to use split wire loom for this or, yeah. oh, I'm going to use a little claw toy from the dollar store and it's silly. Yeah. And for all of you guys out there, go shop in the women's department. You will find amazingly cut pieces in, you know, some, you got to look for the larger sizes, of course, to, to fit some of us, us bigger guys, mm-hmm. but they always have the materials are always a little bit better made. The cuts are a little bit more uh, form fitting, you know, which uh, suits cosplay stuff. So I find that uh, uh, the women's department in many of the secondhand stores is a really good source to get some, uh, some great items that you can build from. I'm just reading through the comments here. Um, nothing beats dollar store hot glue create creativity ingenuity. It's like playing MacGyver. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Canadian cherry wine. I don't know who that is. I thought earlier that was Canadian comic cutie. I think is what I said. Oh no, that was Canadian comic cutie earlier. So, yeah, okay. she's in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Who uh, oh, I think that might have been a follow up comment to something else here uh guys do we want to take a break here on the cosplay stuff and talk a little bit about some of what's going on in the dc world because yeah you know i um everybody started texting me one day (laughs) yeah uh wednesday tuesday wednesday everybody was sending me friggin' messages on instagram on messenger Mm -hmm. like everybody was sending me the same articles and tweets and i was like oh my god what the hell is good and it was tuesday because i was at work and i couldn't look at it and um, I was whelmed. So you weren't overwhelmed. You weren't underwhelmed. You were just whelmed. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Of course. Well, how did you guys feel about everything that's been? Because so much has been announced. Actually, maybe we should go through it one by one. Uh, I've got actually. I've got them here on a list. Yeah, well, go ahead. Sure. Go okay. ahead. You start throwing them out. Yeah, no problem. So they're going to start off with an animated series called Creature Commandos. Which uh, I know nothing about. All it's seven episodes. All seven episodes have already been written by Gunn. It is already in production, even though the voice actors have yet to be cast. So I am assuming they're doing a lot of previs on it, as far as that goes. Do we know um, what the premise is? Yeah. So it's yeah. It, initially in the comics, it was classic horror monsters that would get together. Think of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in that kind of uh, a, a thing. Okay. Now they've updated it a little bit uh, to reflect some more diverse characters, but you still have Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. You get a uh, very looking uh, like a creature of the Black Lagoon type monster. Rick yeah. Flag Sr., uh, I believe, is the leader of the team. And then Weasel that appeared in James Rick Gunn's Flag Suicide Squad. Rick Flag Sr., yes. Uh, so he's uh, like the, the lone sort of regular human-looking character on the team. I'm assuming he'll be sort of the audience in. And then, like I said, the Weasel character that debuted in uh, the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn film. Would be in uh, this. Is the linchpin. And I guess the key with these mm. is, uh, Gunn was saying, that he wants to make sure, much like they did with... Um, on the Mandalorian where they brought the voice actor, Katie Sackoff, that voiced Bo-Katan into the live action as Bo-Katan. They want to do the same thing here. So if they're, if you're cast, if you're cast on an animated and there's going to be a live uh, action portrayal, they want to make sure it's the same actor across both 
of those mediums. Uh, next up I is like Waller, that. which is uh, a spinoff from Peacemaker, because we know that Peacemaker is probably going to be the linchpin for a lot of the TV stuff. So yeah, it is and gonna... Sorry, Waller go is one of those weird ones <clears throat> to me that, like, what's the idea here? We already have a Suicide Squad series of movies. We already have a Suicide Squad-based TV show with Peacemaker. So where, where are they going with Waller? Like, what's the point of bringing a show like Waller in at this point? It's almost Mike. like he could have called it Peacemaker season three. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so it's meant to be a bridge between season one and season two of Peacemaker. In fact, they're going to push season oh. two of Peacemaker out. Oh. I think for me, okay. what I would assume it is, is it's it's all the different portrayals of Waller we've had over all the media. You mm -hmm. never really get it from Waller's point of view. So that's my You're assumption right. is we're probably going to get what she has to go through in a day to put these teams together, to send them out into the field, to potentially blow their heads off, to, to make mm. the hard choices that she has to make. And it is Viola Davis coming yeah. back to the role. I think that has the potential to be a really cool, dramatic series. Hopefully that's the way it is, and it's not something goofy like Peacemaker is. But yeah, that yeah. that would be my guess. I don't I don't mm. know. I'm just spitballing. But they did I'm assuming her daughter is going to be in this movie. as well. Oh, sorry. What was that, Richard? I was going to say, they, they kind of touched a little bit on, you know, her backstory, um, you know, in the, the Suicide Squad movies. So mm. I can kind of see, I think Jeff's right. I think they may kind of go that route with it. Well, they brought her daughter into Peacemaker, right? So there's obviously yeah. a connection there, right? Yes. Uh, and I assume they'll have, from what I understand, too, some of the supporting characters from Peacemaker will also be on the Waller show. I'm so sure they will. It's yeah. It's definitely directly connected. After that, you've got Superman Legacy, which... From what Gunn said is the true beginning or the kickoff for DCU's plans. Um, Peter Safran, uh, who's the co-producer, uh, said it is not an origin story. So it focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. So it certainly sounds like they're going to play into what everybody has discussed when it comes to making a Superman film, how hard it is because the character isn't really meant for modern times. So I guess it looks like they're going to lean into that a little bit. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do it quite as well as they did with Christopher Reeve and the awe shucks kind of mentality that mm -hmm. he had for it. But it sounds like that's kind of the way we're going. Uh, I think this movie's going to have a hard time. Uh, this movie has to be amazing for them to have kicked Henry Cavill to the curb to make okay. this film. Like they're really gonna have to nail this, and Gunn is writing it himself. So, I yeah, that's yeah. the one I'm the most worried about out of all of these. Yeah, so am I. I uh, I was also a little annoyed by the comment that James Gunn made, and it's been making the rounds. I'm assuming it's true. I didn't see him make that comment, but he apparently made a comment that Henry Cavill wasn't fired. He just was never hired. Like never playing the smartass. Yeah, 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 he's playing the smart ass, right? He's like, oh, we didn't fire him. We never hired him. Yeah, he did say that he felt that the previous regime had really dicked Cavill around. And, and I think that's fair to say, obviously, the way they, yeah. they treated him and portrayed the character and yeah, kind of kept him hanging on. But do you know who will play the new Superman? Asked Lindy Cosplay Supplies. No, Gunn's been very cagey on casting rumors. He's still in the midst of writing the script, so I don't imagine we're going to get to casting for a bit yet. But mm -hmm. they've got a release date for that one. That one's supposed to be coming out. Yeah. july 11th of 2025 so yeah i can't see that but they're going to have to get on their horse if they if they want to get that done and, and in theater they're gonna put big yeah. big boot movie like that yeah they better get there. yeah they absolutely better get uh the one the writing I'm, will make it or break it oh well, yeah yeah 
the one I'm most looking forward to is uh, Lanterns. Yes. Uh, so the Green Lantern TV series, uh, there has been a TV series in the works for years. It was going to be on HBO at one point, then it was HBO Max. That's all been scrapped. Uh, they're looking for a very grounded, terrestrial-based, true detective-style feature yeah. uh, with Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. So this is, and from what they've talked about, uh, I'll quote it here. This plays a really big role in leading into the main story we are telling across TV and film. So this is chapter one that's been released. Most of chapter one. It's called chapter one, Gods and Monsters. And apparently my assumption is whoever the big bad is going to be or whatever the crux of whatever this first season is going to be is going to be revealed in Lanterns. So um i'm getting very because it's when i initially saw terrestrial base i'm like they're space cops why in the fuck is this terrestrial base and then i'm remembering neil adams run with green lantern green arrow in the comics that was all terrestrial base essentially it's the two of them basically traveling across america and experiencing all these different things um i think it has the potential to be really really good if it's if it's like that if it plays into that because Hal will likely be the very buttoned-down conservative, and Stewart will likely be the more uh, the more liberal side of that. And, and I think that the two of them will will not come to blows, but I think they'll have a lot of disagreements on how situations should be handled and, and how it goes. But it's funny know, weird that they would have them both together to begin with, you know. And the way yeah. the lanterns typically work, there is only one lantern per sector. If yeah. there are two lanterns in the same sector, one lantern gets reassigned to another sector. Unless, unless so, it's a really big deal, whatever it is that they're looking into, and it requires well, hence if that's on, the so. whole, the big, big bad of the whole thing gets revealed there, then maybe it starts yeah. making sense why you've got two lanterns on Earth. Yep. You know, yep. trying to figure out what, who knows who, who who it could be, right? I mean, there's so many big bads in in DC. As far as I'm concerned, the DC villains are better than the Marvel villains. Always have been. That's just me. I've always preferred the DC villains over the Marvel villains. The Marvel do, villains always felt like cheap knockoffs. They do the heroes villains. better. We Don't do villains better. But there's no yeah. as, as far as film and TV goes. As far as the comics go, I disagree. But as far as film and TV go, we yeah, DC's always done villains better, and Marvel's always done uh, heroes yeah. better for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Victoria is asking. What I want to know is why some actors are staying after the reset in Flash, but others aren't. So. I mean, we don't officially know. They haven't explained it. But if they go by the way that Flashpoint storylines usually happen, the whole point of the Flashpoint storyline is you can reinvent it to whatever you want. You can keep people or you can get rid of people. You can replace people. You can do whatever you want. That's the whole point of Flashpoint, right, is it's a mashup and a reset. That's how we got the new 52, right? So, uh, well, that's how we get any, every new iteration. Say, of yeah, DC. Crisis it's on Flashpoint. Infinite Earth. Like, it's all always the Flashpoint. Yeah. yeah. So all the crises are because of the Flash, right? So, um, I mean, that's kind of the point of the premise. If you want to keep something that you like or works, but you want to reinvent another piece, you can do that. Now, I'll say this. Even if they keep some of the actors, you can bet they're going to change look and feel-wise. If they decide to keep Gal Gadot, for example, as Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's going to change. Her outfit's going to change. The tone of the movies are going to change. This is a new regime, and if James Gunn is going by what he's saying, it looks like he's going to try to replicate what they do in the comics, where everything ties into an overarching story. Yeah. Everything gets rebooted every once in a while. Um, if he follows the formula of the comics and of the DC animated movies, who knows? 
Uh, what's next? Sorry, Jeff. That's okay. No, no, no. That's we're here to talk about them. So that's that's good. The next one is the for me is is the bit of the wild card, uh, <laughs> pun intended, coming from Wildstorm Studios. <laughs> the Authority uh, is coming. So yeah, it's it was um, it came from Wildstorm. So those of you sort of like on on the mm -hmm. outside of the, like the the comic uh, back in the nineties, the early nineties, a bunch of comic creators broke off from DC and Marvel, and they created the Image Comics, and those comics were creator owned. Because creators over the course of the years um, were creating all these great characters from Marvel and DC, but didn't have any ownership over them. So if they left, mm -hmm. the character would stay with Marvel and DC and they could do anything they want with it. Um, Image, in this case, was different. And Jim Lee was one of the guys that founded Image and he created Wildstorm as an imprint on, on Image. But eventually he brought the Wildstorm back when Jim Lee got back with DC, he brought Wildstorm with him because it was his IP and his property. So the well, they bought it out. Yes. So DC it, bought out Wildstorm from Jim Lee. Yes. But that Jim was Lee the deal bringing him back. And then they made him DC. like VP of. That's what I'm saying, of creative or whatever it is. That yeah. He's doing. So, um, so the authority is a team based book uh, originally from Wildstorm, but is now going to be incorporated into the DCU. Uh, they are essentially uh, the similar to the Justice League, but they are a lot more hard hitting. They will do whatever it takes to instill some level of justice. Um, like like what they're saying here, not every film and TV show is going to be about good guy versus bad guy. Giant things from the sky come and good guy wins. There are white hats, black hats, gray hats, kind of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men. They know you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. So mm, it's, it's that, yeah, it's a lot more hard hitting. But this one, for me, I've never read a single panel of The Authority. I've heard good things over the years, but I don't know anything about it other than what Gunn and Saffron are saying about it right now. So... To me, that's the real wild card of, about all of these. Like, well, when you think of what Gunn was able to do with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. for the masses, you know, like taking these lesser-known characters and then blowing them up into this, you know, uh, this great spectacle. These these great characters. Yeah. So maybe yep. same thing with this. Maybe I think we're we're gonna find out. That's for sure. Uh, next up is Paradise Lost. I've never, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I've no. never heard of these guys before at all. Like, I don't understand how I've never uh, even heard of this book. Well, because they were a Wildstorm imprint, so they weren't incorporated into the main DCU. And there was actually a spinoff of that book called Planetary that was also very popular. And and both books were critically acclaimed. Both books got a lot of love from the critics as far as the, because the, I think it's Warren Ellis, I think is the original, oh. the original author, so... Um, and Warren Ellis's his work is fantastic, obviously. So he's no Alan Moore, mm -hmm. but he's he's certainly better than Grant Morrison as far as that goes. So because uh, shit makes sense. So interesting. Uh, Paradise Lost is up next, yeah. which is a, a Game of Thrones style drama set on the all female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace, Themyscira. So my assumption, uh, from what I've heard, is that this is a prequel. It takes place before the events of the Wonder Woman films. Mm -hmm. But it shows the the breaking of the Amazons because there's not just Amazons in Themyscira. There's a whole other Amazonian nation in Egypt. And from what I understand, it's going to be how that breakup happens and, and the, the fallout from that, uh, including possibly an alternate Wonder Woman from the Egyptian level of Amazons and such. So, Which means we're probably going to see Atlanteans as well. Uh, we're probably gonna yeah. deal in the gods and i'm i'm, I'm not gonna say out of everything that they've announced i think this might be the one that i'm the most interested in the paradise lost yeah 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 
It um, looks if you look at the graphic that they put up for the show, it's it's literally like it's like there's an Amazon sword through some guy's neck. Like it looks like they're not gonna pull any punches. Yeah. On showing how brutal it is to live and grow up on on uh on Paradise Island. So sorry, Richard, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying? I I, I just think it could be a real uh a sleeper hit, you know, a dark horse, yeah. not something that you may not think is gonna blow up, but it, it could and it could, could surprise us. I mean, if it's Game of Thrones style and they stick to that level of, of drama and intrigue and and everything yeah. else that goes with that, yeah, that, that could be pretty badass, that's for sure. As long as um, the storytelling is good, which Gunn has wow. said trying to focus heavily on is... That's all these, right? Oh. And, and guys, before we get any further, let's remember too, not everything that's come out of Marvel Studios, even at the beginning, was a smash hit. We all remember Iron Man 2. We all remember Thor The Dark World. We all remember Age of Ultron. It's not like every single thing that Marvel put out at all times. It's just a banger and a banger and a banger. They have their levels of missteps too. So Love not all of these are going to be like the most amazing thing you've ever seen. And that if one of them is mm -hmm. bad, it's like, oh, we'll throw the whole thing out. It's not how this works, man. Like you're going to have some that are going to blow up and you're going to have some that are going to be tepid. That's... It's just what happens. You, they, well, they so okay, this. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break here, because let's be honest. If you look at the way DC have been doing movies lately, the majority of people have not liked what they've been doing. For most of the people, DC has been shitting the bed for decades now, right? So it just seemed like they didn't have a clear directive of they what, didn't, and, they and now they do. Right now they've got their Kevin Feige, which is James Gunn. Right, so hopefully that'll help them out. If James Gunn's vision is completely out to lunch, it's still gonna suck. Right, like we have to. I, I, I and that's why I'm very cautiously optimistic about what I'm seeing because some of it looks interesting, some of it looks really cool, some of it is like, oh, what's going on here? But you know, if the first few shit the bed, people are going to be like, ah, screw this, right? Oh, and no, no, no. They, bother watching the rest. They've got to have some winners early. Like the MCU, oh, launched, yeah. technically it launched with Incredible Hulk, but it really got its feet with Iron Man, which was the second mm -hmm. film in the series, yeah. which is still holds up to this day. 2008, still a, a fantastic film. Yeah. Without that film, would the MCU have turned into what it did? Probably not. No. Right? Because it was followed up with Thor, which was good, but not great. It was followed up with Captain America, the first Avenger, which to me is one of the most boring of the MCU films made. And then mm -hmm. the Avengers come along, and that's a big deal. But yeah, it, 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 they won't all be bangers out of the gate. But yeah, you've got to have at least that one or two linchpin films that will kind of kick things off. Um, speaking of, the DCU's, the new DCU's Batman will appear in The Brave and the Bold. So we get introduced yeah. to Bruce Wayne. Uh, and then we jump right to Damian Wayne as Robin. So yeah. we're skipping over three Robins to get to, in the comics, what is the fourth Robin? Uh, I guess it's based mostly on the Grant Morrison run on Batman. Um, and it is not to be confused with the Robert Pattinson version of Batman. So this is a different Batman. I know they said early on that there would not be four Batman. Well, there's going to be two. Because... We're also getting the Batman sequel where Pattinson will continue to portray the Dark Knight. 2025 is when that movie comes out, October 3rd of 2025. It's going to be called The Batman Part 2. And this is where, for me, as the comic nerd, things get interesting. So anything that's not going to be taking place in the main continuity is going to be called Elseworlds. It's going to have the Elseworlds tags on it. That's right. lifted directly from DC Comics. Anytime DC did something that was broadly outside of continuity superman red sun you name it 
those are uh, Kingdom Come. Those were considered Elseworlds titles, mentioning this taking place in a different timeline or a different universe. So the Batman sequel, the Harley Quinn DC uh, animated series, anything that's not tied into the main continuity, it's going to get slapped with the Elseworlds tag. Superman and Lois on the CW, another example. So that's all going to be Elseworlds, including the Batman sequel. So October 23rd, 2025. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we're getting Superman in July and then we're getting Batman in October of 2025. So that's going to be a pretty huge deal for us comic nerds, that's for sure. And I, then... So go ahead. Hang on, hang on. I want to talk about the Brave and the Bold a little bit because... You know, by reading the description and and and, talk, and them talking about how the, it seems like this show will mainly focus on Damien, right? This is going to be more of a Damien show than a Batman show. Now, do you guys remember the Brave and the Bold? Are you are you getting that impression from the read through that you've gotten thus far? Yeah, I'm getting the impression that the 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 description is focuses on Damien a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. Because I know they're introducing, they're they're beginning to introduce the entire Bat family in that. Yeah. So you're going to yeah. get everybody, but yeah. Well, I, but that's but that's the whole premise of the Brave and the Bold, right? The Brave and the Bold was always about Batman and another hero doing something, right? It was Batman and Robin, Batman and Batgirl, Batman and Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. But that was the whole premise of the Brave and the Bold, right? right. Every episode, it was Batman and friends, basically, right? But just when I think Brave and the Bold, I think kitty, funny, you know, it was it was a much more lighthearted type of a show. But then you introduce the murdering son who was raised by Raz al Ghul to be an assassin in the Brave and the Bold. Clearly based more on the comic side than the than the TV show side, but I it has I, to be. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you. I I get what yeah. you're saying. It seems like a weird choice. I don't know. Um, somebody said here in the comics, uh, in the comments, the whole Bat family. Oh, Victoria, they're starting with the. I like that they're starting with Damon simply because that means we'll get the whole Bat family, and and I agree. Yeah, that's cool. It means we'll be able to get everybody because he's the latest, right? So that means that there's right. already been. There's already been a dick. There's already been a Jason. A dick, a Jason, yeah, and yeah, uh, a Tim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've all been around and and you know, uh, which is great. We're gonna get to see those characters, I hope. And I think a lot of people don't know who Damian Wayne is. So it does make sense that they are going to spend some time on filling out his backstory and telling us where he came from. Like yeah. if he just shows up and he's like, yeah. That's my illegitimate son, everybody's gonna be like, What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Like, so They've got to have some. You all know who Batman is. You all know who Batgirl. Like those characters are already so well known. Damien is rather yeah. late to the party, so it makes sense that they would spend some time kind of fleshing him out a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, from a boy, Crazy Mike. I don't know if he's watching right now. I don't know if the Lude can even even knows what YouTube is. But Booster Gold finally getting his own series yeah. on HBO Max, live action. This one sounds uh, good. It sounds like Gunn's got a pretty good, and this is for This is the one that's going to shine, I think. This is yeah. Gunn's wheelhouse. A goofy yeah. about a loser from the future who uses yeah. basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. in yeah. syndrome as a superhero. He's a goofball. He's an idiot. It's it, it couldn't be any more James Gunn if you tried. Like, that makes perfect sense. And apparently, one of the most requested heroes to get their own series has been Booster, so... Um, I'm hoping we get some uh, some Ted Core Blue Beetle action in there. I think it'd be a shame if we didn't, but 
Um, there's already been a debt quote of the night. Settle down. Jeez Louise. So thirsty over there. I tell you. Awful. Awful. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Booster. I, I, I can't series, see them doing a Booster Gold show without, a Blue, without the Blue Beetle somehow being involved. Even if it's just introducing the character, um, they almost have to. Well, you would think they would tie it somehow into the Blue Beetle movie that's coming out, obviously. Like, that would make the most yeah. sense. I know it's a different Blue Beetle, it's Jaime Reyes, but apparently in the one still, they got a Cord Industries building right behind Blue Beetle. So clearly Ted Cord is some kind of a factor in that film. So you would think there would be a way to, I don't know, tie it Yeah, but Jaime gets the, the Beetle from Cortex. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's there's a direct it's not yes. like it's just but, a reinvention, right? It's, no, no, no. There, but there's but a link it, in the two. It, there is, but Ted Cord is dead by then. So Oh, he is. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's killed by Maxwell Lord. Well, there's nothing so. that says that these shows are all going to be present timeline. Like we know that Paradise Lost yeah. is going to be thousands of years in the past, right? right. Yeah. So well, who knows to together though. Sorry? It, it, from what I gathered anyway, it is all of this is all supposed to be all linked together. Like everything's all supposed to link up to each other. It's all one story that they're telling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so if they introduce the big bad in lanterns, my guess is that the next time we're going to see the big bad is in paradise lost. Right. And that's probably going to be the last thing to come out before the finale. I think, because that's going to give us the whole backstory of the bad guy. I think. Uh, but we'll have to see. Yeah. We'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, uh, there's something on, else on the list. There's two more. Uh, on the heels of the authority, the other the other one that I think is a real wild card is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, yeah. This one changes up her origin a little bit. It's more based off of a Tom, a recent Tom King run. Uh, literally, the, the comic was called Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. So we'll see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life, and then come to Earth. She's much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. I haven't read Tom King's run on that, so I don't know what to expect, but that is not her original sort of... Uh, no. Yes, she, she came from Kandor... Her in the comics, her ship is simply slower to get to Earth than Kal El's was. So by the time she gets to Earth, Kal El is already grown and is already Superman, and she's like essentially a teenage girl because she took so much longer in the rocket. So she has to come to terms with the fact that her cousin, who she was sent to protect, is Superman already established mm -hmm. type of thing. So she tries to kind of find her way. This definitely sounds different. I I, I don't know. Like this one's at a left field for me. This could be amazing or it could be a train wreck. I don't. Yeah. Are they going to go with a really edgy style on this? Do you think that kind of sounds like what it's like based on his description? Like, I don't know what he means by heart, more hardcore yeah. and not the Supergirl we're used to. Like, is she just going to start snapping fools next? Like, what are we, <laughs> you know I what I mean? They have to do something drastic with Supergirl. Yeah. Um, you know, Supergirl, I feel, is one of those properties that's always had a hard time getting off the ground. You know, the original Supergirl movie never did, you know, didn't do well. Oh, the TV player. show, oh, I mean, the first few seasons of the TV show were really good, and then it went downhill quick, and then they just canceled it because it wasn't doing well. Yeah. Uh, like, there's, there's, I don't know, there's something they have to do with that character to, to, to make people latch on to it because 
there's a great origin backstory there, especially if they're going the route that, that Jeff is saying. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I I hope they do something good. I you know from what I've been seeing, I I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to do well. I just the feel whole, like it's going to be one of those the that premise, the whole premise leads itself to this really nice, dark, edgy, you know, uh, mm. almost dystopian kind of feel um that we don't you know that we haven't seen from a, a, a small girl mm -hmm. a, a supergirl uh, presentation yeah so. no agreed i just i'm worried that because dc already gets shit for being so dark in comparison to all, all the other superhero stuff and franchises i'm, I'm worried that if this goes, yeah yeah, yeah if this goes too far in that direction that people will be like oh here goes dc again they're like all the dark and gritty ones or whatever so yeah Unless it ends up being like a tale of redemption, unless we get, yeah. you know, the TV, the the sorry, the movie Superman comes into that, into that film and and helps her to realize that there's a better way or whatever, you know what I mean? But yeah, I I, I don't know. That one's like mm -hmm. I said, that one's a real wild. That one's right with the authority for me. That one, that one's either going to be like it's going to yeah. be a ten or a zero. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think yeah. there's going to be a lot of middle more ground of the, on that one. But I was thinking more of the the like the the TV shows like. That's kind of the latest version we've seen from Supergirls. The TV yes. stuff, very, yes. you know, it's all very brightly lit. It's all very oh, for sure. Yes, yeah. it was very like CW, like teen yeah. romance, very soapy. So I don't think they're going that route. That's for sure, based <laughs> on that description. So yeah, uh, I think they could easily make risky choices for her because they already have the attempts uh, with her character. So why not? No, no, no. Take the yeah. chances. I agree, Marianne. Take absolutely take the chances. Swing for the fences. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, they have to because if this doesn't way. work for Supergirl, what does that mean for Supergirl? Right, like they've tried yeah. multiple times now, and and you know, from a movie that just didn't make it to a TV show that got canceled to an appearance in another movie that apparently now is not going to come out. And they uh, need to take that character out of the shadow of Superman. So it's funny you say that. And, and and I was trying to think. I was trying to make an opinion on if I, I was excited about this project or not. And for me, Supergirl always shined more when she was part of something else. When she's part of Young Justice, for example, okay. Supergirl within Young Justice is able to be Supergirl without Superman. Do you know what I mean? She can be the Superman of the show, right? Yeah. Uh, I always found her to be better in a, in in a. Pull her out of the Superman world. Pull her out of just being Supergirl. Put her as part of something else. There she'll really be able to be the Supergirl, right? Does that make sense what I'm trying to say to anybody? Well, of course. I, I mean, yeah. I, I always loved her her run on Young Justice. I thought that was the best iteration of Supergirl we've had so far. See, I like... Thing. If you like if you like watching the DC animated movies, there was one that was called Superman Batman Apocalypse. Yes, and it, and it basically tells the tale like she crash lands on Earth. Uh, Apocalypse takes an interest in her. Uh, mm -hmm. Darkseid does. She ends up on Apocalypse. There ends up being a massive fight between her and Superman, and then Superman and Darkseid. It's a whole thing. That to me was my favorite iteration of the whole thing because it did show what a lot of the comics end up usually backing up is she's actually a little bit more powerful than Superman as far mm -hmm. as like just raw power goes because he's been on Earth for so long and she spent most of her time not. She's actually got denser cells or whatever it is so yeah i don't know like like we've been saying like it, there's there's they can take some chances on this one and, and well i think in that iteration right. of supergirl 
she's already an older teenager by the time she leaves Krypton, isn't she? No, same thing. She she leaves Krypton. They leave Krypton. Again, she can't, right? Because it blows up. So they leave Krypton at the same time, but his ship gets there very, very quickly. But she's already older not. than him. Is she not? That's what I'm saying. So his ship gets to Earth very, very quickly. Hers does not. Hers mm. takes like 18 years or 15 years or 14 years to get to Earth as opposed to his got there like almost immediately. So I don't know why the difference happened, but that's how they explain the fact that he arrives mm. as a baby and she gets there as a teenager, but the planet blew up at the same time and they both mm. essentially left at the same time, right? So, so that's the comic the, iteration. What about all the references of, of her uh, witnessing, you know, uh, such atrocities uh, on a chunk of Krypton? Right. Yeah, she was originally from the city of Kandor, which is the city that Brainiac shrunk down and, and kept mm -hmm. in a in a jar in his collection. Um, so I don't know if they're going to do that, whereas maybe Kandor breaks off instead, doesn't get taken by Brainiac, but like ends up like free floating in space. And then she watches the destruction of Krypton. And as a result, because they're on a chunk of rock, people are obviously there's no resource. People are going to start dying off around her and such. And maybe then they shoot her on the rocket and, and try to get her to earth at that point maybe that's why in this iteration she's going to get to earth later on in life because she's living on this chunk of rock that used to be part of krypton but yeah i don't i'm just basing that on, on what they've said here in the in the in the thing yeah. so I, I don't know yeah mm. either way um, thing. imagine if they had a young justice live action show or movie i would cease to exist yeah i i would be a hundred percent for a young justice live action movie i would also be a hundred percent for titans to come back they've yes. canceled titans and that pisses me off because yes. titans was amazing didn't really like what they did with jason not a big fan of what they did with jason even though i'm a big fan of jason todd but otherwise it was a fantastic show anyway sorry jeff you no no, no it's just the last one and 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 mm -hmm. js you've been screaming about this on the star trek side but now you'll get it on the dc side so swamp thing Mm -hmm. uh, so this is now, I believe, the third attempt at a Swamp Thing film. Uh, so it is a film. It's a horror film. And it's supposed to close out the first part, the part of the first chapter, this Gods and Monsters chapter one. Yeah. Um, I, 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 this, this is going to sound, so I'm not a horror guy. I don't like horror films. But Swamp Thing is such an intriguing character. In DC Comics, especially uh, based on the Alan Moore run, where they really fleshed it out, they introduced the Green, and how powerful Swamp Thing really is. Like he's essentially a god. He's like an elemental, like a nature elemental on Earth uh, that can connect to all the plant life on Earth. In fact, they're playing with this with Poison Ivy now. Poison Ivy now in the comics and such has access to the Green, and that's ramped up her powers through the roof as well. So that this has the potential to be a really, really cool show, but they're leaning heavily onto the horror side, apparently. Like, they're not going to fuck around. It's like a pure horror film, so... Is it going to be a show or a movie? Movie. Movie. Yeah. Because they tried the show only DC, for a season. Yeah, did a show. They only got yeah. through a couple episodes before... There was... That was weird. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I never found out the full story on why that was canceled, but yeah, it was I don't canceled. know, because people were loving it. Yeah. Yep. People were really loving it. I never got a chance to watch it because after a couple episodes, they canceled it. And I was like, well, screw it. I'm not going to get into a show for it just to be canceled. But people were really loving it. And now they're coming back, what, like a couple of years later with a Swamp Thing movie? Like, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to think about. 
about that. I mean, I remember the old Swamp Thing movie from back in the 70s. Yeah. Was it the 80s? I forget what I think it was in the 80s. It was in the 80s? Yeah, I think so. But I was never into Swamp Thing, so I don't really... I don't know. I think it was an intriguing character. I like that they're going with the origin story uh, on it. And I think horror uh, is appropriate for that character. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna if lend it's proper horror. Yeah, if yeah. it's proper horror, I'm I'm all in. You know, if they actually say we're making a real proper horror show, it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be gory. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Sexy swamp thing. You guys are so thirsty over there. Marvel never did horror. I mean, they tried with the 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 werewolf by night. I haven't watched it. I've heard it was good. I I think that's Marvel's stab at horror up until mm-hmm. now. So. We'll we'll see what what that one's like. I don't know if that's closing out that first chapter. I imagine we'll be waiting a while before that comes out. But Fox was yeah. trying to do a horror movie with uh, New Mutants, right? Which I guess didn't really turn into a, a horror movie. It was more of a clickbait than anything else. But I don't know. I never watched it, so it's yeah. Anyway, yeah. Is that's there it, a Miss Swamp thing? Michael is asking if there's a Miss Swamp thing. Well. There, there is, there is a, there is a, a love interest. Yes, so it's a, it's a tragic, it's a tragic story. Like it, it was a man named Alec Holland, gets covered in chemicals, goes out to a swamp, becomes the Swamp Thing. Uh, Alan Moore's run back in the eighties changed some of that, but the, the essence of that is still the same. So, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. Uh, our buddy Michael. Mr. Myers Corp Creation saying cancel due to production had to keep a swamp on a sound stage took too much money. <laughs> the swamp stage, yes, yes, that'd yeah, be yeah, a fun yeah. to maintain. That's what they get the volume for now. They can just use the volume. They can they can make anything they want now. There you go. Yeah. Well, wrong company, but you know. Of the volume, I have. I'm going to do a little bit of a pivot, guys. I apologize. Um, why don't you throw up that picture of Richard in his uh, Boba Fett armor while I while I spill some beans here. I sure can do that. Let me bring up the pictures I'm gonna, again. I'm gonna I'm gonna spill some Star Wars level beans, so we might as well have a picture of of, of this guy's epic. Where did it go? Here it is. Effect cosplay. By the way, that that broke at our booth. <laughs> oh, I was so <laughs> horrified. <laughs> that jetpack hit jet the ground. Fell. I was like, yeah. yeah. My own fault for trying to show off and pull off a cool pose. Uh, so oh, we all man. just gasped. I was horrified. I was like, oh my God, I am you know what? so I, sorry. Like didn't even, I don't know, it didn't even phase me for some reason. I just thought, you know, ah, I can fix it. You know, it, it can be fixed. Yeah, and you're right. And we all have that same reaction. But when it's somebody yeah. else's stuff and, you know, and they're and, at and your booth and you're like, they're ah. at my And I feel like, you know, we were like kind of all like stuck with each other and trying to move and like, we yeah. Yeah, knocked yeah. into each other and it, it yeah. goes flying and it hits oh, the ground and it ground, smashes dude. into like four. Five, and it, I'm like, oh, I was like, look, it's more fun. We're having talking about it now because well, now, yeah, then <laughs> I was like, we're fucked. We're so fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, just a quick announcement, just uh, spill the beans. Um. Crazy Mike Cosplay and I have been working here in London with London Brewing Co-op, uh, which is in the, the east end of London, a residential area in the east. Uh, we're going to be meeting with them this month, uh, very soon. Actually, I've got to schedule the meeting here, but they've agreed to let us host a May the Fourth event. Oh yeah. By the yeah by the Geeks and Co at London Brewing Co-op itself. They've given us the run of the entire venue. Um, so I am going to be reaching out to anybody that's got a Star Wars cosplay in the area. Now, it's on a Thursday. 
So I'm not expecting anybody to travel in because, I mean, you're going to have your, you know, your work on Friday or school on Friday, whatever you do. But if you have an opportunity, uh, we're going to be starting at mid-afternoon, probably around 2 or 3 o'clock. We're going to have a bunch of little tables and tents and booths set up. Um, there's going to be trivia that evening. We're going to do uh, the live podcast from that venue. We're going to have a shit ton of cosplayers. We'll have activities. All the funds are going to go to, there's going to be donation bins for charity. Uh, we're going to involve as many people as we can. So if you're going to be in the London area, May the 4th, May the 4th be with you. That's what we're doing. Uh, myself and Crazy Mike Cosplay are going to host it on behalf of the Geeks and Co. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get the rest of the team down for that event. We'll see what happens. So stay tuned I for mean, that. I mean, a May the 4th event hosted by the Geeks and Co. I mean, that's kind of worth taking a Friday off or maybe Absolutely. even a Thursday and Friday off. Uh, Marianne, way down to London. Don't you worry, Marianne. We would love to have your frog lady there. Absolutely. Hell uh, yes. Anybody, Hell yes. anybody that's got a Star Wars cosplay and wants to come out, we're we are yeah, not. Let's go spend are, the weekend in London and crash the party. We are not the five hundred first. We are not the Rebel Legion. We are not. You're not good enough to sit with us. We don't care if you have a cosplay and it's Star Wars and you want to come out. Hell shit, I don't care what cosplay you bring. Come on out to the event. If you have a Star Wars cosplay, great. But if you don't, you just want to come out to the event. Come Still to the come event. to the event. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're in London, come try some craft beer, play some cool trivia, take get some in pictures the of a bunch of Star Wars cosplayers, take some pictures, swing a lightsaber, do whatever you want to do. But come I have on never out, been man. To, uh, to London as yet, and uh, I'm thinking maybe I might have to make the effort to try and come down for this because I understand that there's a pretty cool Comic Con that happens down in London as well. There's two. There sure there's is. Two. There's Forest yeah. City Comic Con, and then there is London Comic Con. And the Geeks and Co. had a booth at London Comic Con last yeah. October, and we likely will again this year. I have talked to Jake. He said he's down, so we should be there again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, by all means, make yourself. Uh, make sure trying to get into a couple of cons again this yeah, year, yeah. but uh, so far well, we only have confirmation from Toronto Comic Con. So you know, yeah, uh, I got to reach out to our boy uh, Sam Cino there and uh, find. Sure, they'll bring you guys back. You guys, uh, in my humble opinion, not just because I'm on your show, but in my humble opinion, the the Geeks and Co. Uh, booth is the highlight of the Comic Con. Stop! No, oh, no, please, keep come going. Please, on please. Now. JS, let the man talk. Let the man talk. Go ahead. <laughs> I really, I, I do mean that. I like, uh, you know, just thinking in terms of somebody who's spent their, uh, you know, a good portion of their life uh, working in film and TV and production and, and things of that nature. I know what it takes to, you know, produce something that is going to appeal to people and you guys hit it every time, you know, it, it's, it's such a draw. If you even just stop for a moment, like I know you guys are kind of always immersed in the middle of it, but if you ever just stop for a minute and step outside of yourself and look at the people at a Geeks & Co booth at a Comic-Con, people are just loving it, loving it. That, it's fun that, to hear that, and that and it's lot, funny yeah. you mentioned that. There's a picture that I don't know who took the picture. I think it might have been Anthony from Cosplay Alliance, and it's a picture of not us doing our thing, but of the crowd yeah. at the booth. And I remember Rob sending me the picture, saying, "Wait a second, they're here for us. <laughs> like we did this. Like isn't that insane?" Yeah. <laughs> so hearing the good comments is is always 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 appreciated. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. Uh and you're going to be there so, on Friday. Check them out. You got to get you got to get to that Geeks and Co booth. Yes yeah. sir. 
we'll yes, have sir. that guy we'll have that guy in his epic borg uh, on friday for star trek day so mm-hmm. make sure you're coming out for that and then yeah so again just a recap events uh march 17th through 19th geeks and co will have a booth in the north yep. building for toronto comic-con richard is going to be featured on friday saturday mm-hmm. the boys are doing their predators i'm doing something else and then sunday is dc day once again because we had such a blast with it last year uh the next uh official geeks and co event would be um may the 4th uh would be the may the 4th event in london yes uh and then after that shortly after that we'd be doing um niagara falls comic-con whether we have a booth or whether we just crash we're going to be the geeks and co will be there in force yeah. at niagara falls Comic-Con. yeah so. yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of is it weird that i i want somebody to say no to us yeah, it's a little bit so odd we can crash their back. event and just yeah, show yeah. up with like roll up banners and just set themselves <laughs> up somewhere yeah, and just totally yeah, yeah. crash the event. Yeah. yeah, dude, I we we've got to figure out a way to have like just a little folding table we can put out, set up That'd a couple of cameras, and just start doing a live podcast right in front of the place. And yeah, yeah, dude, absolutely, I'm just so live. ready for that. Yeah, we're doing it live. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the uh, recap for sure. Yeah uh there's a lot of good comments actually right now uh victoria who says you're absolutely right richard um is this mr steve jones that is mr steve jones it became a groot's temporary home at london comic-con it sure did uh definitely home base for a lot of us is marianne Uh, party in michael's room couldn't uh, walk through the walkway very easily because of that crowd yeah, I'm assuming you're probably talking about Comic-Con. London Comic-Con was insane. We were in the middle of an aisle across from the 501st. So when the crowds showed up, you couldn't get through that aisle. I mean, you just couldn't. If you wanted to get through, you had to go around. Otherwise, you were waiting in line to either get to the 501st to get to us. It was absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve, my man, welcoming, encouraging, empowering to just a regular cosplayer, Geeks & Co., brings it all thank you so much buddy i really really appreciate that you know when you're on the podcast in a couple of weeks you know you you're already going to be on the podcast you don't have to butter us up bud it's it's okay no <laughs> he, he makes he makes it tired 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 of these elitist groups and these elitist cosplayers that only want to associate with whoever they believe is the upper echelon or we're only going to take pictures with this or you can only hang out with that or whatever we, we are so anti that I, I i can't even put it into words i'm getting mm-hmm. angry thinking about those groups uh i've talked about all of them before there's more to add to it those elitist snobs that are like well you can't sit with us you're not good enough yeah that is not our vibe i remember still to this day andrew sack andrew saxon the ill-gotten hugs cosplay talking about our booth at fan expo he said you gave wayward cosplayers a, a place to go and that's everybody yeah. i don't care True. if you're uh areas legacies and you've got something that looks like it, it walked right out of a movie set or you showed up with some painted cardboard it doesn't matter if you're a cosplayer you're welcome at the booth 100 percent. yeah yeah it's all about putting out the the uh the effort yeah of course yeah. you came yeah. you came and you dressed up it's about yeah, you're trying fun. to increase the environment yeah. you're trying to bring a yeah. good fan experience we applaud that yeah. on every as long as you're not hurting anybody we yep. applaud that on every level. So yeah, we're that's, all there to have fun, right? That's uh, what I love. That, that we're all there to have fun. And we're all there for the same reason. We're all part of the same, you know, big, happy, inclusive club. Yep. We should, we should be, well, yeah. we are absolutely. And that's the way we're going to stay. That's how, that's how we roll. Yeah. 
That is how we roll. Yeah. Uh, that is the why. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Sorry. Go ahead, Jess. No, that, that's that's quite all right. Um, you mentioned earlier, Richard, you've worked in the industry, and I wanted to talk yeah. to you a little bit about that. I know we've been on now for an hour, but are you, are you still have some more time. Are you okay with staying on for a little bit? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. Because I'm going to keep talking here if you stay on. Um, you've done a bunch. Actually, maybe I'll bring them back up. You've done a bunch of fantastic cosplays other than the Borg, right? Well, thanks, Your yeah. mall is absolutely wicked. Uh, Hellboy is something I want to do actually as well. I love this. This is this is not even this is not even my latest Hellboy. My uh, my latest Hellboy. I've I've done many improvements on since this uh, version. Nice. Well, there you go. And then this guy. What in the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. This that's you in Ontario yet. Uh, he only made one appearance way back in 2016 at Edmonton Comic-Con. Holy hell. Expo. And it was kind of like my iteration of um, Goliath. Uh, Reimagined. Gargoyles, yeah. Gargoyles, yeah. Or darker version. Dude. And yeah. so, yeah, full, full body uh, foam suit, uh, muscle suit, and uh, articulating Fuck wings. off. And a set of stilts to give you that reverse dog leg kind of look. So Good I'm, I'm Lord. about a little over seven feet tall in the, in that picture there. That is wild. I have never seen that before, and I would have no idea that that's you. I still have most of this suit. Holy uh, shit. You should pull it out again sometimes because it's amazing. This, this may actually make an appearance at uh, next year's Toronto Comic Con because I have to wear it in uh, a... a on like in early March or mid March when the weather's not so hot. No, that makes uh, sense. Well, I mean, I don't know about next year, but this year, you know, we're going to be in Predators. We're thinking of perhaps doing like a villains and monsters style meetup on the Saturday. One of the, one of these days, I sounds would, like I, a good excuse to pull it out to me. There's a trio. You know? <laughs> I'd love to do a Predator. That would be so cool. Hell yeah! Mm -hmm. Never enough Predators. One absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Which reminds me, I got to get to work on this thing. I, I, uh, we did a photo shoot this winter. Sorry, at Christmas. Um, Santa Predators. I don't know if you guys have seen it on Instagram, yes. but on the, the, after the last picture I took, no, actually, I bent down, I dropped. We had these skulls that meant to, were meant to look like ornaments. And I dropped my skull. And as I bent over to grab my skull, my mask fell <gasps> and it smashed on the cobblestone. Uh, uh cobblestone pathway and it cracked in two so it looks like it's one piece but it's not one piece so i gotta fix that before comic-con because yeah, yeah I gotta you do. refix it refinish <laughs> it repaint it i gotta do all of that but yeah. uh yeah fun times well i listen the more predators the better as far as i am concerned yeah. get to the chopper hell yes <laughs> i'm you kill me grind <laughs> so richard so you've worked in the industry so you've yeah. worked on movies you you've appeared on tv shows yes i have that's yeah. a little bit about tell us some of that those stories because okay well, i think very many I, uh, people know this about you yeah I, I i worked for about 15 years or so uh in the movie industry in toronto um i did uh a uh, bunch of acting and some uh, stunt work. Uh, I also worked uh, behind the scenes as a lighting technician. Um, you know, some other smaller stuff outside of the the, the big scale union things. Uh, you know, I, I did some um, uh, writing and directing and producing as well uh, for my, my own little projects. Um, but yeah, I spent many years earning my living working in the, the industry in Toronto. 
um, going on to movie sets, you know, 15, 18 hours a day, every day. Uh, learned a lot about uh, making movies and, um, you know, in terms of taking those skills from that life and that world, uh, it's great to use a lot of that to apply in the, 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 the cosplay world. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, just in terms of how I used to watch, you know, those guys and, and how they would make a, a, a movie set out of, you know, just raw materials. It didn't look like anything at all, you know, like marble columns made out of cardboard and paint. And, you know, it made me realize that you could build anything to be anything out of anything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I, I, I really liked taking my old uh, days of um, being the actor in the, the film business and, and, you know, putting that into my cosplays. Like when I get dressed up as Darth Maul, um, I spend very You're Darth Maul. Richard. I spend most of my day living as Darth Maul, you know, yeah. so I kind of, I kind of get into the method thing a little bit when I'm in character, but I, I will, I will drop out occasionally, but yeah, when the cameras roll for, for selfies or photos or something like that, you know, then, then the performance comes out. I mean, that's why they call it cosplay, right? Like yeah. I love getting into character and, and. Yeah. You can put a cosplay I, on a mannequin and it would look the same. That look, look, look at the costume behind there. That that it, predator it, it, on the it mannequin looks is the dope. same, but I guarantee you when I'm in not, the costume and I'm acting as yeah, a predator yeah, totally and I'm different. staring people down and um yeah, yeah. um it's not the same. People no. I, I creep people out, right? This is a creep I mean, anybody out. I hate to break it to like, you, but you you creep people out regardless. But I'm just saying. Well, fair <laughs> enough. But you know it's only because you're French. Richard, are you oh, not? Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Do we need to start talking about that mustache again? Patrick, I can't believe it hasn't come up the whole. It's been over an hour and no one's brought up the. Yeah. Oh, it's going to come up now. I'm sure it will. Uh, Colonel Sanders, at your heart out. So are you involved in the industry at all anymore, Richard? Or is that has that time uh, passed? And if it has. Fine. Yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've left the uh, the electricians, un uh, the, um, the lighting union. Uh, I'm no longer a member of ACTRA. Um, I, I do some performance. I haven't done it since like, you know, a few years before COVID, but, uh, in my little hometown here of Peterborough, um, we have a, um, a theater company here and I've, I've performed, uh, many years, uh, on stage here, uh, doing live productions, uh, in, in Peterborough, um, little films on the side with friends and stuff, uh, as well. And, uh, hoping to use more of those skills in, you know, um, recording my own, um, uh, cosplay videos uh for my own youtube channel and uh other things like that and then sorry. what sorry oh, what 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 prompted you to sort of leave like leave the life as it were not being any more <laughs> part like the actor actor and, and the lighting because it sounds like you were pretty deep into it and i saw your list of credentials you're like you were you were not fucking around like you were involved pretty heavily oh yeah did it end up being a financial thing did it end up being a, a you had to move thing like what got you out of the life <clears throat> we uh, we went through a lot of um periods of time when i was in it um you know we had uh west nile sars uh, uh i was in the business when 9 uh, 11 happened um gotcha so we went through a lot of years where it was very difficult to earn a financial living in that business and sure. that business alone um so i made a few ventures out of the business when things were pretty bleak back in 2007 2008 and uh just never really found my way back into it um 
I haven't closed the door 100% on um, working as an actor in Toronto uh, mm. in the future. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm an older guy now, but uh, hey, man, there's roles for yeah. yeah there's some older older guy stuff. Yeah, out there. Absolutely. You know, yeah, um, we celebrate the older guys on here. Obviously, yeah. look look yeah. at the two, look at all the gray in that man's in that man's beard. <laughs> None in mine, of course. It's all. Well, that's not, you know that's how I came up with. I, I decided to choose you know midlife cosplay as my uh, YouTube channel handle. <laughs> and brother, I got I was forty when I I was over forty when I got into this. I get it, man. Total yeah. midlife crisis, hundred yeah. yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's oh, fun, cool, man. You yeah. know, since I'm no longer actively daily, you know, working on movie uh, uh, sets and movie productions, um, the cosplay thing is a really great creative uh, element uh, outlet. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you get the opportunity to design, build, create, and then at the very end of it, uh, present it, live it, breathe it, and you know, uh, become that character and and play for a bit. Any any crazy on set stories that you can share from from your time working in the industry? Because, like I said, I saw your list of credentials. Like it's it's yeah. it, it's not nothing, kids. Like he he's been involved in in quite a few uh you've been a, uh, a stunt man you were in the and the lightning tech 15 years yeah. star trek earth final conflict shoot 'em up uh yeah. you were on sue thomas fbi you trained in fight choreography martial arts movement class. like dude like you were deep oh yeah you must have you must have one or two goofy ass stories or crazy <laughs> stories from from that time no um you know, a, a, a lot of it is a lot more boring than it, the, the, <laughs> the concept of hurry up and wait on a film set is very, very true. You, you yep. sit around a lot. Um, but there were a couple of interesting things. We were shooting um, an episode of um, uh, Kojak back when uh, it was going to be Ving Rames, who was yeah. Kojak. We oh, yeah. Her. Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe was shooting Cinderella Man at the same time. Oh. We were shooting on a holiday, and uh, I was there with my crew of guys, and we were uh, portraying the, uh, the the SWAT team um, for for Kojak. And so, I'm hanging out with uh, a couple of the other principal uh, uh, actors from Kojak, lesser known guys, but guys you would see in TV series on a regular basis, uh, you know, uh, for many many years. And we're hanging out in our full on. SWAT gear, like, like, like full on, like everything, you know, uh, you know, our, we had our, our, our uh, nine millimeter Glocks, we had our machine guns, we had the, everything, gas masks, the whole, the whole nine yards. Nice. And those outfits are attention grabbing. And so mm -hmm. we're, we're sitting there one day and <clears throat> a bunch of young girls come by and uh, they stop and they're like, you know, oh, hey, what are you guys doing? And so we tell them and they're like, oh, can we get our, our pictures with you guys? And you know, so the two more famous actors just kind of assume that, oh, okay, uh, this is you know, picture time for us like normal. Well, the girls <laughs> hand the camera to those guys and go, hey, can you guys take our pictures? With <laughs> <watching> guys? That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So uh... we, get back, we, get, we get the stars of the show to take the, uh, the pictures with us. Awesome. They're kind of giggling the whole time because they're just yeah, like, of course. don't even know who we are that's hilarious and, and then on top of it while this is happening we have to stop in the middle of taking the picture because russell crowe walks past us well 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 only my, only myself and one other uh, uh wardrobe person there we kind of took a look at each other and went like that was russell is that, wasn't it? Is that russell yeah. yeah 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 nice yeah and that's his heyday like that's the that's the pinnacle of his career like you're talking cinderella man like that's yeah. 
that's not messing around. That's awesome. Yeah. Just yeah, so for I hate like you, that. by the way, JS. JS, show them what's going on in the chat, JS. If you wouldn't mind just just throwing some of those up there, anyways, that that'd be nice. Yeah, just one, yeah. two. <laughs> keep going. Three, you guys. Why are you encouraging him? Like, why are you? Don't encourage him. <laughs> I saw this. There really is funny. no justice for Biff. <laughs> we all agreed he didn't belong on the list. <laughs> what justice are you guys looking for exactly? I do like the stash for life and Colonel Sanders is jealous hashtags, though. I'm, I'm down with those for sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Colonel yeah. Sanders is jealous. That's yes. right. Damn right. Damn right. Keith's got my back. Keith's Keith's my boy. He knows what he's good. Justice for Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> Producer Jen. Thank you. Awful justice for Biff. We do have to uh, make a t-shirt though. 100 percent Anyway, we do for sure have to no, make no, a no, justice for Biff t-shirt sure. now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about what your YouTube channel is going to be about. I know you said a little bit earlier that you want it yeah. to be more about, you know, cosplaying on a budget. Uh, is it going to be more builds? Is it going to be more like show and tells? Like, is it going to be cosplay little, videos yeah. of you going out and doing things or a combination of all those things? Like, kind, of, kind of a, yeah, a little, a little of, a, of each of that. Um, I, I am going to focus on, you know, uh, some, some build stuff, some how to stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll also do, uh, you know, eventually work my way into uh, just little short skits, you know, uh, you know, where the where the finished cosplay is taken out into the real world and, you know, uh, do some uh, some recording with, with that and uh, trade a couple of little tiny skits to throw on just for fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, also stuff like, um, you know, just discussions of here's a finished cosplay, here's what went into uh, creating something like this. Uh, if you're interested in, you know, undertaking a large build, like creating, you know, the comedian or a predator or a Borg or, you know, a Boba Fett, um, here are the things to look out for. Here's what's involved and here's the time commitment. And, uh, and, and then, yeah, just kind of focusing a little bit on, you know, um, how can you get this done without having to spend $5,000 to build a Boba Fett? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, I, I, I find that I don't have any one specialty, you know, like I've got 3d printed costumes. I've got fabric costumes. I've got, um, foam costumes. I've got EVA foam costumes. Uh, I've got some stuff with, uh, silicone, uh, facial prosthetics, uh, other stuff with just, uh, you know, uh, makeup and airbrush applications. And so it's a, a, a little bit of everything that, you know, people can kind of, tune in and, and say, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to build a, a pretty decent cosplay and I'm not sure how to kind of go about it with, with a little, with little resources. And, you know, mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. this will be a little bit of an insight into that. Perfect. It, it, one of the things you just said, how, you know, you're doing a little bit of everything. Um, kind of what cosplay is all about, isn't it? Like yeah. when yeah. you're putting a cosplay together, there is no one proper way to do it. Yeah. You know, and you're building a Boba Fett, there's 15 different ways that you could build your Boba Fett, right? And you can oh, yeah. mix all those methods together to suit whatever your budget or your time constraints or whatever the case is, right? Like, that's, that's yeah, to me, is the beauty of it, right? You build what you can with what resources you have. And if you don't have the time to build, well, then you become Jeff over here, Mr. Moneybags, who, you know, just throws money at other people to make his costumes for him, you know? I, I mean, more money than time. What do you want me to tell you? 
sometimes it's a it's a journey too. Sometimes you you start with you know a, a dollar store budget build, and then you know work your way up to uh, you know I'm I'm very fortunate that my my friend uh, Stephen, uh, we all know him as a Proto Fet Stephen, um, <clears throat> he brought that spectacular uh, prototype Boba Fett. To, uh, oh yeah, yeah the all white one. that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you guys were together. Cool. I remember that now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a picture with the both of you actually in my Predator. Yeah, uh, he's he's known as uh, White Smith. That's another uh, company mm -hmm. name goes by uh, where he uh, will you know three uh, D print stuff for people, and uh, so he three D he three D printed all of our armor for for both of those. Um, he's actually oh, so working the armors are fully three D printed. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's actually working on a. Predalorian, right? Oh, now. very cool. It's funny yeah. you say that. I've seen somebody else. Dis, dis, well, maybe that was him. That's I him. I saw yeah. like somebody doing like drawn designs. Yeah. Was that him that posted that? Yeah, he's got like three uh, Instagram handles now. But uh, uh yeah, he, he, that must have been him then that yeah. I saw posting that, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. a neat idea. I love that idea. It's going to look uh, pretty cool, us, I'm sure. He's he's a bit like me, you know, uh, a little bit obsessive compulsive about about, <laughs> about the cosplays, you know, like. Yeah, I'll, we'll stay up until five in the morning to make something something perfect, and you know, be on the con floor by eleven o'clock that same morning with that costume on. You know, <laughs> cosplay life, buddy. Cosplay yeah. life. Or yeah. if you're me, you're just waiting for the mailbox, making sure it's going to come in before the con gets here. Because yeah, I'm starting to get nervous about a couple of pieces right now that got to be here for merch. So we'll we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. But I I do understand what you guys. Well, are saying one piece as, specifically. Yeah, the cowl. The cowl's got to get here. That's that has to be here. Yeah, I did get an email today that it's finished. But it is coming from the UK, so I'm hoping it's. Mm -hmm. I got about a week out before it's. It should be here, but yeah, again, who who knows? And then it has to fit, and then blah blah blah. We'll we'll, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. So, I have to say, Jeff, that uh, if you are creating your own cosplays, creating a Batman cosplay without buying uh, pre-made materials is that would be such an unbelievably daunting task. The amount mm. of skill and effort uh, required to produce all of those pieces to pull off a, a, a full Batman cosplay. Which is, which is funny because right now that, that is what it is. I, I bought it. I didn't buy it from like a, like a retailer or even a reseller. I bought it from an individual on Etsy. My whole Batman is EVA foam. Yeah. Even the cowl, like he handmade my entire suit, wow. every single piece. The only thing that didn't come with was the cape, which I had somebody else, um, a good friend of mine, make the cape here for me and 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 do the the parachute clips and tuck it in and stuff. But yeah, other than like obviously the undersuit and the boots and stuff, yeah, the the all the other pieces, the gauntlets, the shoulder, the bicep, the whole chest piece, even the cowl, it's all EVA foam, someone handmade. So yeah. Yeah, someone <laughs> someone spent some time, man. I would yeah. not. I do not have those skills. I do not have that patience, and I have no that desire to learn. So that's that's going to be hot to wear. Yeah, a little. It's it's a little yeah. bit. So, but the cowl itself, I've got two different versions of it. Neither one of them fit great. So that was the key piece that I had to yeah to replace to kind of get it up to where I want it to be anyway. So, oh yeah, can't wait. Yeah, to see and nice an plan. EVA yeah, cowl fun. is is tough. Yeah. Um. The problem with the Batman cowl is it has to fit right. It oh, almost yeah. has to be designed for your head. Yeah. Uh, now, when you're buying a latex cowl or a, a what's the urethane. other material? Urethane. Urethane cowl. There is some flex in them for it to fit your face. Yeah. There's no real flex in foam, right? So it no. has to fit right. Uh, neither of mine do. So that's hence why we're making this purchase. So. 
Well, hopefully yeah. it comes, bud. Uh, yeah, I, hey, fingers crossed. Either way, I'm I'm Batmaning on Sunday. It doesn't matter, but hope fingers no, crossed. No, for sure, so right? It is yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's horrible, right? No, no, yeah. exactly. We'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll. I out mean, people friggin' loved it, like at basketball. Right? The the Batman, yes. Yeah, so a big shout out to uh, our good friend Snowhawk cosplay Ed, and then Crazy Mike cosplay Mike with the three Batman there, and then yeah. and then just mm-hmm. the, the outpouring of DC cosplays that came out that day holy cow justice for biff say hi to your mom for me has to be on a shirt <laughs> from mr ed himself no it doesn't <laughs> jesus wept you guys i'm telling you and on that note i hate every one of you and i'm gonna sign off because uh i don't like you anymore you just <laughs> hey richard before we go how about you let everybody know where they can find you the name of your youtube channel again so they can go is, is your youtube channel up like have you not, not as yet no I, I i just opened up the account uh i'm just gathering some content uh i've shot a few little things um i'm slowly starting my cad bane cosplay build um so i'll be kind of documenting that uh to be part of my channel cool um, i hope in the next uh i'm just in the middle of a very uh busy period personally at the moment so uh i'm hoping that uh between now and fan expo i can actually start getting some content on my youtube channel but uh perfect well let us know when it's up and we'll definitely make sure we let everybody know about it it's going to be called called midlife cosplay mm -hmm. and uh yeah so once it's up and running i'll uh, be sure to let you guys know and uh yeah we will blast it out Uh, for sure instagram bakari cosplay yeah yeah bakari cosplay uh is my instagram handle and um the easiest way to remember that is uh, it's it's the rum with an extra C and no D, and then cosplay. <laughs> Just put it in alcohol terms. We'll remember that for sure. <laughs> yeah, easy way to remember. Booze terms. Everybody's yeah. gonna go and look for Bacardi cosplay now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, on my end, before we sign off, uh, two things. So one is, uh, like we've already talked about, so Toronto Comic-Con, CKX on the 29th, and now May the 4th here in London at London Brewing Co-op. I want to introduce a little tiny segment now that uh, I'm going to do at the end of every podcast now moving forward. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want your response down in the comments below. So this is going to be the question of the week, the geek question of the week. We went over earlier the 10 projects coming up for the new slate of DC films from James Gunn. Which dc property or dc ip would you like to see adapted in maybe chapter two of whatever's coming for dc what is not on that list of 10 things that you want to make sure that you see moving forward to the dc universe put your comment or your answer down below not in the chat but in the actual comments for this video once it's posted here on youtube get the conversation going and then we'll review mm-hmm. the answers next week. I will. I took this on. I didn't tell JS I was doing this. I will review the answers next week, and we'll we'll do a little tidbit at the beginning and at the end again, talking about what you guys think. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, buddy. Look at this guy yeah. taking the lead here. Well, try to get some conversation going, right? Well, uh, hey, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think we cut it all. You know, uh, Jeff has talked about all the events coming up. Uh, so I think that will be it for tonight. All right. Make sure you say geeky, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Richard, for joining us this week. Oh, amazing to have you on. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm honored. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that I could, uh, break the podcast, Jerry, with you guys. 
you you i'm telling you what that this the day i met you i'm like this guy's a kindred spirit like i knew we were going to get along i'm so glad that you're in the community and and bringing such crazy amazing freaking cosplay setups and you're just so affable and and just so approachable and so easy to to hang out with and talk to so and you're like less than an hour away so you know you're peterborough yeah yeah. yeah. so thank you so so much for being on this week we really really appreciate it buddy my my pleasure i'd be happy to join you guys uh anytime in the future we will definitely have you on again no question there yeah and thank you know what i wanted i just also want to say i'm i'm really appreciative jeff that you did come up uh and uh approach me that day i think it was you and mike uh, that came up um and uh, you guys started chatting with me when I was just uh, uh, as the Borg. Of course, and, uh, I, I was. I'm very thankful that you came up uh, a, a, and did that because I feel like uh, it's uh, leading to a nice friendship, and that of course led to uh, you introduced me to uh, to JS and uh, that whole family. And um, oh, you're in now, dude. There's no yeah. escaping now. You're yeah. in, brother. You are in. <laughs> you're screwed now. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be in. Happy to be part of the. the yeah, the, absolutely. <laughs> We're glad you're along for the ride, brother. Absolutely, would not have it any other way. You guys seem like a great group of guys, and uh, you know, happy to be meeting up with you guys at uh, all these future events. Uh, well, Rob's not here, and he's—I mean, whatever. But everybody else, super. super Rob's at the nice gym getting cool. muffed right now. That's right. You know? yeah. he's—he is—he is the bad guy, though. So it's, he yeah, is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. 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 There, there it is. There's the hashtag. That's what we're talking about. Geek Never mind for- your goddamn justice for Biff. That's the hashtag. Geek for life, guys. Hundred yeah. percent. All right. <laughs> JS, take us out of here, will you? All right, let's just get out of here. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks again, Richard. We'll see you Thank next Thank you week. very much, guys. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now, make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button, as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss anything.